We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone TV, and on shortwave from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the shores of Lake Ontario, in the province of Ontario, in Canada. Our toll-free number is one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is exone at talkstarradio.com, on MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com, and our two websites, www.exoneradio.com and www.exonetv.com, and our new European website launches later on this week. My guest this hour is John Rowe. And uh, John is a retired airline pilot and spent 38 years in the cockpit of Delta Aircraft. During that time, he watched and listened as a UFO was sighted by one of Delta's jets near Atlanta, Georgia. At that time, 1967, John was the third pilot on a DC-8. The sighting was made not only by airline crews, but Atlanta radar. John states that a Delta jet actually chased the UFO with the Atlanta air traffic control providing permission to do so. Later on in 1975, John Rowe personally witnessed a UFO a half mile south of Brady, Texas. It crossed the road in front of John one night, less than 200 feet above the ground. Now, John had two dogs in the front seat of his truck, and they cowered, as he had never seen them do before or after during the sighting. And, John, welcome to the X-Zone. 
Hey, Rob. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's my, it's our pleasure. Uh, John, uh, UFOs and airline pilots, are they, are they a common occurrence, more common than we know? Yes, they are. Uh, very much so. Uh, first, let me say I'm about to turn 65 in all these years. I'm not related these stories to my 37-year-old daughter, who I'm very close to. And I guess uh, I'd have to say in the past, if you mentioned UFOs, it seemed you were a member of some strange cult or a deranged, you were a deranged weirdo. Today it's become more accepted with all the photographic evidence that exists and mm -hmm. with incidents such as, as mine. Now, John, let if, you, if if we could, could we go back to the um, the time where you uh, watched and listened as a UFO was sighted by one of Delta's jets near Atlanta, Georgia? Sure. Uh, I think you know. I, I need to preface this a, a little bit about pilots, if you don't if you don't mind. Not at all, sir. Uh, professional pilots, I think, are probably your most credible sources for, for UFOs, specifically military and airline pilots. Both are highly educated, many with graduate degrees and everything from law to aeronautical engineering. And the selection process of, of these men and women is very keen, and, and only the uh, very best are selected for these careers in aviation. Uh, for instance, uh, today an airline transport rating is considered a doctorate in aviation. and This is due to long process education experience that's required. So, And even military pilots must upgrade to this rating uh, before becoming an airline captain. So our position comes not so much from art of just flying the machine as it does from years of experience. All right, John, I'm going to ask you to hold on here because I, I've got to take a commercial break, and I don't want to cut you mid-sentence. John Rowe is our special guest, and uh, John's website is www.animalnutritionbook.com. John Rowe and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute break discussing commercial pilots and UFO sightings as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave. John Rowe and I return in two minutes. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying... Thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -ba -ba -ba.
John Rowe is our special guest, and uh, John was a pilot with Delta for 38 years. And, uh, John, again, thanks very much for coming on and for sharing with uh, us here in the Exo Nation your experiences with UFOs as a professional pilot. You bet, Rob. As we were talking about there, I was trying to establish a little bit of credibility for for pilots Mm -hmm. uh, and why you don't hear a lot of them uh, talking about UFOs. Uh, I think it's sort of important for your listeners to understand the dynamics of uh, the airline's cockpit and what goes on so they can appreciate this story that I'm going to tell you shortly and what transpired on this occasion. As you said, it was in 1967, and at that time I was a 23-year-old flight engineer who was the third pilot on was on a Delta Airlines DC-8. At that time, that was one of the more desired airliners. Carried 120 passengers, three pilots, four flight attendants. Uh, been at that uh, time, uh, the position of a flight engineer, my job was to monitor and manage the various systems of the airplane. And the, the most important uh, aspect relating to the UFO incident was that I monitored all the radio frequencies pertinent to the flight, including the company radio. The company radio was normally not monitored by the uh, two flights, uh, two pilots actually flying the airplane. So it was a it was a clear day. We were in cruise flight at thirty five thousand feet. We were between Meridian, Mississippi, and Atlanta, Georgia, and I heard over the company radio mention of a UFO sighting by a Delta Confair 880 crew who were 100 miles ahead of us near Atlanta. Immediately, I informed the other two pilots, and we uh, tuned in the air traffic control frequency for that aircraft's position so we could uh, listen. You have to understand that Convair 880 was the fastest airliner in the sky at that time. It cruised at .88 Mach, which is 88% of the speed of sound, and that's fast. In descent, I've seen this airplane up around .95 Mach. Anyway, the 880 was talking with Atlanta Air Traffic Control and asked them if they had this unidentified object on radar. At first they said no, and shortly they came back with the object's position, but no altitude. I might add at that time all our aircraft and air traffic control had the old tube-type radars. Unless your aircraft had a transponder transmitting your current altitude, well, there was no way TC could decipher an object's altitude. So the pilot of the 880 identified the object as appearing to be cylindrical with blinking lights, different from what he had ever seen before. The object appeared to be about 5 to 10 miles away from him and traveling at the same speed. He then asked air traffic control uh, if they would allow him to give chase and to go off course 
so he could obtain a better look so as to positively identify it for air traffic control. They approved his request. The pilot was advising uh, them of his chase and his attempt to catch this object, which also increased its speed. The pilot commented he was at maximum allowable airspeed and the object was leaving him. And finally, it disappeared from his view. Atlanta Air Traffic Control confirmed they had lost it from radar. Later on, I spoke with the pilots of the 880 on the ground, and they provided me with this account as well. Ironically, a few weeks later, I contacted Atlanta Air Traffic Control on the uh, ground phone to ask for information on this incident, and they denied its existence, which I'm sure you've heard that before. Yes. And uh, from there, if you'd like, we can fast forward to what happened in Texas. Sure. Uh, we jump forward to 1976. <clears throat> Excuse me. At that time, I had a bird hunting lease on a ranch near Brady, Texas. This is located in the hill country of South Texas. The ranch was located only a mile south of town, as you previously mentioned. On the ranch, there was a radio tower with a blinking red light on the top, and it uh, rose 300 feet above the ground. This tire was located alongside the gravel county road that ran from town to the ranch headquarters. On this particular evening, I'd been to town to have dinner at the local barbecue restaurant, and I was returning in the truck with my two dogs, a Labrador named Mandy and an English setter named Lucy. We were on our way home, and it was dark, clear night, with nothing in sight except the stars and that red light blinking on top of the radio tire alongside the road. Mm-hmm. I was traveling due south, and about halfway to the camp, I noticed a bright light off to the east, my left, traveling in my direction. It looked exactly like the exhaust from a jet engine's a jet fighter's engine, which I thought unusual, as I would not be able to see the exhaust unless it was going away from me, or it had its afterburner lit. This area was frequented by military, as it was a training area, so it's not uncommon to see fighters in that area. However, fighters normally do not use their afterburners unless they are taking off or going supersonic, and then the noise is pretty much deafening. This is when I knew something strange was happening. I stopped the truck and was looking directly at the 300-foot tire ahead of me, no more than a football field ahead. Both the windows were rolled down, and the dogs were looking out their window, enjoying the cool autumn breeze, and then it happened. 
this bright light that I thought was a fighter was approaching me and was very close. There was no sound whatsoever. Suddenly this light, which was so intense it was almost blinding me, was between me and that tower. I could still make out occasionally the blinking light atop the tire. So this unidentified flying object was less than 300 feet above the ground and less that in front and above my truck. I glanced over to make sure the dogs were okay. Never had I seen two animals as frightened. Both were tired together on the floorboard and these are hunting dogs accustomed to the bright muzzle blast and sounds of a shotgun. Normally they were fearless. This object never stopped moving. It merely slowed over the road in front and then it accelerated at a speed I could only say had to be supersonic and above. And as I said before, the most ironic thing about this, there was absolutely no sound. It was deathly quiet. I was dumbfounded to say the least, and I just sat there reassuring the dogs we were alive and all right. The rest of that night, these two dogs were uh, still in a state of shock, and uh, they were on each side of me in bed. I guess the most difficult part of all this was the fact that I couldn't share it with anyone for fear they would think I'd gone off the deep end. So, you know, thanks to you, I'm I'm sharing this for the first time. We're honored, sir. Was your vehicle running when the UFO passed over it? Yes, it was. And uh, it's something I, I kept thinking back to, uh, you know, did anything unusual happen to the truck? And it didn't. As uh, as I've heard on uh, shows before and read about with uh, engines being turned off mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they start magically and different things, but there was nothing I could say uh, more or less occurred than what I just uh, reiterated. How did the animals, uh, how long did it take for the animals to get back to their usual selves? It was, uh, well, the next day we were uh, back out quail hunting that morning, uh, just the two dogs and myself, and I really didn't notice anything uh, unusual the next day. They, uh, But that night they were, uh, you know, they were, they were almost like a couple rocks. I mean, they were just, it was like they were totally drained of of all energy and uh, mm-hmm. just almost listless. John, please stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break and the news. John Rose, our special guest. His website is www.animalnutritionbook.com. And, John, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show tonight and for sharing your stories with us. John Rowe and I return on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues right here on the Talk Star Radio Network. Exxon TV and on shortwave from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 
I'll be back after the news. Don't go away. I feel young, I act young, I am young. I'm only 45. So imagine my surprise recently when I was attending my son's high school graduation ceremony and someone asked me which one was my grandchild. Did I look that old? And the answer was in the mirror. My wrinkles were adding years to my looks. I had to do something, but shots of Botox or a facelift was the last thing I wanted to resort to. Then a friend of mine introduced me to Hydroderm. Hydroderm is a proven anti-aging serum that helps reduce the appearance of wrinkles while encouraging a smooth, youthful look and feel to skin. Well, it worked. No more grandma face for me. And my husband hasn't looked at me like this in years. Well, call now for a free 14-day trial of Hydroderm, absolutely risk-free. Your free trial of Hydroderm is just a phone call away. Here's the number. 1-800-263-0613. Call now before this risk-free offer expires. 1-800-263-0613. Toll free. 1-800-263-0613. Are you looking for a way to restore the love and security you once experienced in your marriage? Then call 877-544-4252. And America's number one marriage expert, Dr. Willard Harley, will send you his 12-CD marriage building course, a $390 value, yours free to try for 30 days. Just pay shipping and handling. Your companion will fall passionately back in love or return the course and owe nothing. To order, call 877-544-4252. 877-544-4252. Call now. Is your marriage in trouble? Now, I don't want you to stay in a bad relationship. What I want to show you is how to make your marriage the best marriage on earth, how to get your needs met, and how to meet your spouse's needs. It doesn't matter if there's infidelity or even if you're on the verge of divorce or recently divorced. Simply call this number, 877-544-4252, and we'll send you Dr. Harley's 12-CD marriage building course, a $390 value for a free 30-day trial. That number again is 877-544-4252. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. special guest this hour. John is an experienced pilot with Delta Airlines. He was with Delta for 38 years. 
and he is sharing for the first time his experiences as a pilot with UFOs. Now, a question about the sighting that you had uh, away from the uh, the cockpit when you were in Texas near the near the tower. Did you notice any missing time in your encounter? No, I really didn't. Uh, I never, I never even thought to uh, to look at the time before or after. Uh, you know, when, okay. when it was just myself and the dog. It was dog that was my uh, my time away, and uh, I sort of put the watch aside because I had to live by it uh, with the uh, career that I had. Did you notice any uh, electromagnetic fields that were being emanated by the craft? No, I really didn't. Were there any sounds uh, of of uh, an electromagnetic uh, energy, or was there any electrical sounds, or nothing at all? Absolutely nothing at all. I mean, just if you can imagine a uh, uh, a jet that flew in front of you that was soundless, slowed down, and then uh, accelerated. That's what it would have been like, except there was no apparent uh, uh, fuselage. It was mm-hmm. nothing but just such an intense light that uh, I really couldn't, was not able to make out anything other than occasionally I'd see this blinking red light on top of the antenna. Now, did you have any strange dreams after your encounter? I really didn't uh, didn't sleep the rest of that night, I was mm-hmm. I was just rolling around, mostly uh, wondering, uh, you know, what had really happened here and, and what this could be. Uh, you know, pilots, if if they have uh, one thing that's possibly a, I don't know, you could say it was a fault, but uh, we we are sort of mandated in, into becoming perfectionists. And that we lead sort of a black and white type existence in the cockpit of an airplane. Either things work or they don't work. And, you know, there's, there's a reason, uh, for everything yes. to, to function. Well, you know, most of the night I was, I was sitting there thinking, you know, there's got to be a reasonable explanation for all this. And so, you know, I was, I was certainly bothered, but I never felt there were any strange physical manifestations or anything that were related to this, as I have uh, heard other people talk about. Uh, I would say uh, I was pretty much normal other than, you know, obviously disturbed. Certainly. What is the protocol for a pilot who sees a UFO or believes he sees a UFO? Well, I would say there's there's not any, uh, except uh, let me give you a, a, an analogy. Someone sent me a email recently, and uh, there was a captain of, uh, of a plane that had a uh, blind lady on, on the aircraft with the CNI dog. Well, they were making a stop, and uh, the lady was staying on. They were going through, but it had been a fairly uh, long flight, so the captain went back and asked the lady, he said, you know, can I uh, take your dog for you? To, there's some grass down here, and I could take him down and let him go to the bathroom. 
So he put his sunglasses on, and he walks down the flight of stairs, and uh, he's got his uniform, his hat on, and by his side he's got a, a blind dog, a guide dog with him. Mm-hmm. Well, you can imagine what the people thought when this gentleman walked off the airplane. I mean, who in the hell would want to get back on his plane? Well, that's exactly... Oh, heavens. That's exactly what, what we face and why that we don't talk about it is because, especially back during that era, that time period, uh, we lose all credibility. And we actually almost lose it among ourselves in the cockpit. But um, uh, we never have any directions or or anything from the company saying, you know, don't don't say anything about this or whatever. That's never come about. It was just sort of a a thing that many of us uh, saw things, but mm-hmm. we just never talked about them. Air traffic control, uh, do they have the ability to pick up? unidentified flying objects if the object does not have a transponder then? Today they do. Back then, it was, even on the over-radars we had, we could occasionally pick up an airplane or something that was ahead of us. It was nothing more than just a quick blip on on the screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, with the technology that's out there, uh, they can definitely uh, pick up things, even though there's no transponder, it doesn't make any difference. So in today's technology, I guess a transponder would only give the identification of the aircraft? That's right. That's exactly right. And it will, <clears throat> it displays uh, all the information, the uh, altitude, the airspeed, you know, everything mm-hmm. pretty much is in the cockpit that has to do with uh, forward flight is, uh, is uh, illustrated there on their screen. If they want it to be, or they can just uh, fade that out and, uh, and use it as just a, an image showing the direction. You know, I've, I've seen there's a there's a computer uh, uh, there is a website that shows all the aircraft in the sky at any given time, and I, the name of the uh, site escapes me right now. But I'll tell you something: when you look at that. I don't, you know, people think you look up in the sky and you see this big, massive blue sky and you see one, two, maybe three airplanes and you say, my gosh, you know, wow, look at all that empty sky. And then when you look at the map and see actually how many aircraft are up there at any given time, God bless you guys for the great job you do. Well, that's that's true. Thank you. Uh, It's like uh, a Christmas tree with you know, hundreds of lights on it, and you take that Christmas tree and transpose it on your TV screen, and that's that's what air traffic control looks like around the major airports. And it is pretty scary. It's a it's a test, testament to the uh, air traffic controllers and the hard, many hours they put in, the hard work. And believe me, they're overworked and underpaid by our great government. Their uh, their rate of uh, uh, medical retirements is phenomenal, and uh, a lot of it's depression. There's been some suicide, and just a lot of things related to the high stress of that job. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is our toll free number. My guest this hour is John Rowe, and uh, John, 
has been sharing his experiences with UFOs as a commercial airline pilot. And, John, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show tonight and sharing these experiences with us. Um, the the new avionics that are out, I'm thinking about the new Airbus, double-decker. How do you see this uh, affecting the future of air flight? Are you, uh, are you specifically referring just to the, the avionics and the high-tech equipment? Are you talking about the size of the airplane? Both. Uh, I don't really know what's going to happen in regards to uh, how much acceptance there is of these, or, or how, what the acceptance will be of these giant airplanes. You know, uh, by the time they get here, it may be like cruise ships. People may not want to fly on something that large. Uh, personally, uh, I see a groundswell of people migrating towards general aviation, small jets. They're sick of airports. Mm-hmm. They're sick of the terrorist threats. They're sick of security and not being able to take their bags with them. So many people are going the way of general aviation in the small jets, and they're building them now. Well, it's only four or six seats in the airplane uh, that are uh, becoming more and more affordable. As far as technology is concerned, there's more technology in the triple uh, seven, even the seven six and seven fives that are flying today, than uh, than can be used because the airports are not updated. There, when I retired, there were still old tube type radars being used on our flights up to Alaska. I assume that by now they've been upgraded, but. The airplanes today, are their technology is such that the airplanes can take off, cruise, land, and taxi to the gate, all automated, without ever being touched by a human. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, airport uh, are not... Uh, outfitted and secure enough so that the aircraft can automatically taxi themselves to the gate and probably never will be. So the answer to your question is it appears there's always going to be more technologically advanced aircraft available than there are airports, especially in the United States. The government's always a day late and a dollar short in catching up. With the new technology, is it is it safer for the the passenger than in the olden days when the captain had more control over his aircraft? Well, the captain still has the same amount of control over the aircraft. It's just that uh, we're now he's now having computers operate things for him, and uh, I think probably it's it's a little easier to become complacent as a pilot today than it was uh, you know when I started in the in the mid 60s and uh, uh, where everything had to be monitored because we didn't have uh, engines and, and systems as reliable as they are today mm-hmm. so uh, uh, I certainly think they're uh, they're reliable and they're you know, they're fantastic machines. Uh, here we're flying international with 
two-engine uh, airplanes that, you know, we thought that was an impossibility. But it's because of the uh, reliability of these uh, these aircraft. Last, uh, a year ago, December there or November, there was a sighting of a UFO over O'Hare Airport. Apparently, the only witnesses to this sighting were the ground crew, the ground crew at United Airlines. Is it possible that an airport as busy as O'Hare, and I believe it's either the busiest or the second busiest airport in the United States, that a UFO could actually go undetected or unobserved by the majority of people in an airport except for 12 members of a ground crew? I guess it would depend on the size of the uh, how prominent the UFO was and how busy uh, things were mm-hmm. at that time because uh, at Atlanta or Chicago, which uh, Atlanta's number one, uh, busiest. Uh, I mean, these guys don't, they don't have time to do anything other than their designated job. They're looking out the windows in a specific direction to watch airplanes taxi in, taking off and landing and, uh, going to the gate, making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. So, you know, everybody could be tied up to the point where if something's out there in a, you know, particular piece of airspace, they may not have seen it. So it's possible. Is it possible that air traffic control could not have detected a a UFO that was hovering right over O'Hare Airport? I don't don't see how it would have been possible to ignore that. If, If an unidentified flying object enters into a commercial airspace that is unidentified, what is the protocol? I really don't know. I really don't know. My, uh, my gut instinct says they would ignore it, but uh, just uh, I, I really don't know around these airports what would happen. I, I think that the, uh, the UFOs are uh, intelligent enough to pretty much avoid those places. Personally, that's what I feel. Uh, you know, this is a interesting. I told you about the two dogs being in the uh, truck with me during yes. this instant. Uh, my whole passion in life really has been about animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I don't get to listen to your program a lot because you're on uh, uh, quite late up here in the Eastern Time Zone. And I don't know, have you ever had anyone on the program who gave their explanation or or feelings about, you know, what UFOs actually are, who they are, where they come from. I'd like to get that from you when we come back from this commercial break. Okay. John Rose, our very special guest. And again, John, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. John Rose's website is www.animalnutritionbook.com. And, John, I have to have you back on in the future to talk about animal nutrition. John and I will be back after this commercial break as we continue live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. In the next hour, Cal Core from Cal's Corner and Jason Lee will be joining us as well. one 877 will be the number to call in. And uh, John Rowe and I will be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away, Exonation. 
Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more? Get ready for a toll-free number to Associated Tax Relief. Associated Tax Relief has helped others settle their tax debt with the IRS for mere pennies on the dollar. Associated Tax Relief's accountants, attorneys, and tax preparers are experts at negotiating with the IRS to settle your debt and put an end to the letters, wage garnishment, and hassles. In fact, the IRS is offering you a one-time opportunity to pay your tax debt for less than what you owe. You owe it to yourself to find out how you could save literally thousands of dollars on your tax debt by calling for a free consultation. There is absolutely no cost or obligation for this free tax consultation. Get the facts on how Associated Tax Relief can help you settle your debt with the IRS. Call now, 800-655-3298. Don't wait another minute. Call for your free consultation at 800-655-3298. That's 800-655-3298. Whether it's the arrival of Planet X in 2012, the Earth's crazy weather cycles, our deadly global warming, Armageddon, UFOs, ETs, terrorism, the critical mass 2008 presidential elections, Dr. Jason Rand talks the talk and walks the walk. Being a twice-nominated Grammy record producer, recording artist, publisher, lecturer, UFO ET researcher and investigator, and best-selling author of The Return of Planet X, Mankind's Ongoing Legacy with a Brown Dwarf Star, Dr. Jason Rand truly does walk the walk and talk the talk. For more information on Dr. Jason Rand or to order The Return of Planet X, visit his website at www.returnofplanet-x.com or call 901-336-9660. And where will you be in the year 2012? We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. special guest this hour and um, John's website is www.animalnutritionbook.com besides being a pilot for 38 years with Delta Airlines he is a great animal lover went to his website and if you own animals take a a trip over there and uh, you'd be surprised at what is going on with animal nutrition these days but that's for another show John where do UFOs come from who are they and what do they want I'm sorry, I had a electrical hesitation there in the phone. Tell me again what you said. I was just asking you where the UFOs come from and what do you think they're up to? Well, uh, 
I'll tell you this. My research and opinion of UFOs will appear in my next book, which is to be released this summer. It is an animal book. Uh, it's important for I think I can tie this all together and why we see these unexplained and mysterious objects we call UFOs. I can assure you this. To my knowledge, no one has ever connected UFOs to what I've put together. I think you might find it the most plausible explanation that has been revealed to date. One, A couple things I want to say. You know, fascinations with the spirit world and supernatural beings, it's not uncommon, even though the public seems to want to discount it, especially in the past. Every major religion of the world has experienced this and believes in the world that exists beyond ours. Buddhism, Christians, Hindus, Jews, Islam. And let me make uh, give you a quote from Albert Einstein, which you've probably heard before. I think he was uh, undoubtedly one of the greatest minds ever. This is what he said. The most beautiful experience we can have is the mysterious. The existence of some things we cannot penetrate which only in their primitive forms are accessible to our minds. It is this knowledge and this emotion that constitute true religiosity. In this sense, I am a deeply religious man. There's a lot of uh, heavy thought there. You know, uh, country singer, Western singers Brooks and Dunn, oh, yes. what, uh, what I've said here, they have a song that says, there's more to life than just what we can see, if only you believe. Believe me, uh, these words have meaning that are far-reaching. John, I want to thank you so much for joining us, and I hope that we're able to connect with you again, not only to talk about animal nutrition, but also when your new book comes out. I'd love to have you back on. I'd love to do it. Thank you so much for having me, and I enjoyed it. It's been my pleasure, and thank you very much, and uh, take care of yourself. I will. Good night. Good night, John. John Rowe, www.animalnutritionbook.com, 38 years as a pilot with Delta Airlines, and uh, this was the first time that he talked publicly about his encounters with unidentified flying objects as a member of a commercial aviation company. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free, and when we come back from the uh, news at the top of the hour, six and a half minutes past, I'll be joined by Cal Korf, and then we will be joined by Jason Lee here on the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from ten p.m. Eastern until two a.m. Eastern, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on Shortwave. I'll be back after the news. Don't go away. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. 